Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the host who took the gold in underwater basket weaving earlier today and the gold medals of all our hearts. He's slim. He is the host of the Paper Cake Podcast, episode 138. (laughs) Sorry, there's still no power in Pennsylvania. Oh, man, I'm getting chills. We paid a lot of money for that intro. A lot of money. Uh, this is the Paper Cake Podcast. We talk about comic books that we read this week. Oh, it's it's still going in there. Um, and we'll do a book club. The book club this week, I believe rounding out our image founding books that we've been doing over the past almost 200 episodes. Cyber Force by the Brothers Silvestri. <laughs> Hopefully we're rounding it out. Hopefully this is the last turn. Uh, and then we'll, uh, if we have any, if we have time. No? just Dale just wants the music to play. I'm just cool out. Do you know who composed this? John Williams, evidently. That's what uh, the file really? said that I was able to acquire. For this, I mean the the royalties that oh, I paid for this intro, right? Yeah, well, I mean you gotta you gotta do that, otherwise people get mad. Um, that voice. Let's introduce our panel of hosts. The voice um, of the Olympic voiceless, Dale underscore A, your Soki uh, <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> I am, uh, in fact, I am uh, doing what I can to show my support for the United States of America. John Williams, gold medals everywhere, hotel bathrooms that you cannot use, brown water that you can't wash your face in. Right. Sochi, 2014, hashtag. Uh, Really appreciative of your your breaking news during the Olympics, uh, special Olympic episode of Paper Keg. Jonesy loves beer. You're a writer. You've (laughs) just saw your... Your hangout title, Barely Alive. You've been without power. <laughs> That's why this episode is late-ish. Uh, but you're alive now. You have internet. From what I can tell, you have power. Yes, thank you. Don't adjust uh, your screens. Uh, I did not die and come back from the dead, uh, you know, as my ghostly appearance would have you uh, figure out. But I am alive. Uh, there was no power. Uh, there is a madman named Iron Tooth who runs in the neighborhood now. Uh, he has a dog sled and uh, throws icicle knives at us <laughs> as we try to leave for work. But I'm okay. The power's back now. He, you know, his his range should be overthrown any day, any day now. Pico will come in, the Pico Cavalry, overthrowing Iron Tooth's reign. Yeah. If you okay. at any point during the broadcast here die being rolled around in a can. It's actually Jonesy's Werther's running up against his teeth. <laughs> uh, there's no food, so this is all I have uh, to sustain myself. 
frozen worthers. <laughs> oh, God. What a show we have planned. Uh, thanks for being here, everybody. Yeah, thank you, guys. Monday um, night recording. It feels weird. We used to do this. We used to record every other Monday night. Was right? it Mondays? Yeah. After work, yeah. we would drive to each other's houses. Wow. For a uh, a Tuesday morning release one week, and then the Monday for the weeks we didn't record. Here's Good one times. for the wiki. Good times. Um, Slim and uh, Mark Farrington, uh, rest in peace, Mark, used to commit to me that they would stay awake on the drive home to keep me company and would likely be asleep by the time we hit uh, 42 North to come back about 10 minutes into the journey home. I actually don't think that's necessary for the wiki because I think everyone who's ever listened to an episode has heard that story. And uh, drink when Gen Z talks about someone falling asleep in his car, I'm dead. And we're back. (laughs) Uh, Big show. Big show. My God. Uh, Cyberforce. I'm excited to talk about it. Could be one of our longest book clubs in recent memory. So much to go over, to mull over. A lot of notes. I took pages on of notes. Um, but we need to get into the comic talk. Jonesy, hopefully you had enough time this week without power and internet and family. Yeah. Um, did did you, you have time to read anything this week? Did you, I did. Did you I, make your I, own I, wall comics with your dookie and, uh, <laughs> and rotting... <laughs> Rotting food from your fridge while you're <laughs> trying to keep <laughs> That's what you did. I hope, you're, you better I hope you're proud. I hope you're proud of that one. <laughs> Jonesy did his own volume of Poop Office, I think. <laughs> Jonesy is in no mood for these jokes. <laughs> no I mean, mood. Look at him. My God. He just wants to talk about his book, and we have to stare at him with through pinholes and paper because the sunspots are so bright. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys are real. I hope you're real happy. The mockery you've made my life. So anyhow. (laughs) This week, I read Loki, Agent of Asgard, issue one. I'm a very peculiar hmm. issue. Uh, the premise being that Loki is now James Bond, that he has a whole assortment of magical gadgets, and he gets sent on uh, special missions where uh, Frigga is the M, the Judy Dench type character, and his first mission takes him to Avengers Tower or he has to do a daring break-in in order to stop the corruption that Malekith has had on Thor. And he's got to do it in a very peculiar way. And it's very it's very Bondian in the fact that there's a cold open. There's kind of a here's your mission scene. And then, you know, he's got a lot of snappy dialogue. He's got cool gadgets like shoes that let him run up buildings and different strange magic that we haven't seen yet. And he's got, you know, got a nice long coat, snappy, you know, action. And then we're really straight like that. I nice snapped, long I snapped the action with my shoulders, jazz shoulders. <laughs> and um, there's a very, there's a twist ending that, you know, I... I 
as much as I read uh, Jason Aaron's Thor, I really don't know how the twist ending plays in anything or if I should be shocked by it. Um, Is Thor his boss? Is Thor like the Charlie no, Charlie's that's, Angel? That's not the twist. No. Should I just spoil it and ruin it for everybody? Um, I mean, that's my MO that at this point. Really, why why stop? Yeah. I don't want to derail myself by not giving spoilers. So the spoiler ending is the young Loki thinks he's going to collect the Malekith that's in Thor, like this corruption that's in Thor, and in reality when he gives it to Frigga it actually unleashes the previous version of Loki, the oh, older, wow. mean one. Mm. So now he exists, and he's held by the All-Mother. And there's also this young, reborn Loki who's the secret agent. So it's very strange. I mean, the ending alone kind of hooks me like to see where it's going to go. I don't know that otherwise I would pick this title up. I mean, Loki is James Bond. I, I guess that, that works in the I guess they sold that in the room, as they say. Hmm. They pitched, hey... Loki is James Bond. Maybe we could make this into a movie. Go. People love Loki so. on Tumblr. Yeah. The Tumblr likes alone. Could yeah, power the, uh, the Marvel headquarters. The Young Avengers Loki is, uh, my gosh. He's, you're right. That That's perfect description. The Tumblr crowd, they love him. I mean, and it's... I get, and so they're tr- I guess they're going to try to get traction with Young Loki because he, I mean... What well, he's actually he young? technically not young Loki. He's like less young Loki than the Young Avengers because the Young Avengers one was like a kid, but this guy's like an adult kid, like at a I don't know, like mid twenties. I think they describe it as the Young Avengers Loki who grew up. Because okay. at the end of Young Avengers, I'm almost positive, and I could be vastly wrong because I only read like one issue of the last six, but he became young adult Loki as opposed to young Loki. But they made it seem like it was a different Loki that was young adult. So there was like three separate entities. There's like adult, young, and young adult Loki. And the young one was trapped when this young adult one came out. So they, I think they're all different, but I could mm, be okay. wrong. Oh, Lord. Because I, ha- I had the biggest... I was really interested in about this book because I um, Marvel was giving out like Marvel Now preview books at mm. the uh, comic book shop in Wilmington, Delaware. And other fine comic shops uh, across this great Show land. Show um, And they showed like a two-page preview of this book, but it was without any dialogue. And the page, it, and there may not have been any dialogue in the book itself, but the page was like Loki was outside of Avengers Tower and Thor <laughs> saw Loki. So he like immediately threw Mjolnir out the window and like <laughs> knocked Loki <laughs> out the window. And Hawkeye <laughs> sees hmm. Loki falling and like shoots a boat or catch him or something like that. I didn't get the stand. Sorry. I didn't. I just didn't. I wanted it. Like, I want it to be good and cool, but I'm not so sure I'm invested in the character at all to even care. But I, but that preview couple pages looked really good. Hmm. The standout moment of the book, I guess, is the humor. Um, that is hilarious when Loki just ramps up and tells you how much of a bad A he is. And then he immediately gets noticed and immediately gets knocked on his A. Uh, the standout page of the comic, though, is Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow are, like, on the couch. And Hawkeye is, like, playing a video game. Yeah. And she's, like, critiquing him. She's like, oh, you're not doing too good. You're, you're surrounded by police. You're getting chased. Uh, you have no ammo. You're about to jump off a cliff. 
and it's only like a bass fishing simulator. And he's like, I know. It just happens to me. I know. And it, it was like the one-off joke where I actually had like that, you know, that laugh out loud chuckle. Nice. So uh, Al Ewing doing a great job on dialogue and humor. And uh, I have to remind myself who the artist was. This going to uh, be your... Gar- Garbet? Garbet? Lee Garbet, I think, maybe? Lee Garbet? Maybe. Uh, different takes on uh, the costumes and... Uh, I just said costumes, I think. Uh, costume and character models, but I, I actually enjoyed it. It was quite nice. Uh, we're running out of tape. Uh, <laughs> we might Jonesy might run out of power by the time the show ends. The Olympics will be over, and I won't have seen <laughs> I actually just have a bicycle that I'm constantly pedaling <laughs> to keep all this on. Let's talk about a book from Image Comics that I had never heard of before. Sheltered. A pre-apocalyptic tale. Um, I had no idea this book existed. It's uh, I downloaded the trade. Uh, Ed Brisson and Johnny Christmas put this book together imagine a setting where there's this town that is essentially getting ready for the apocalypse they have like underground shelters and they have the society where um they just exist and live by themselves they're kind of like on their own and they're prepared for the end but during this process during the first issue these kids these older kids uh put this plan in motion to get rid of the adults. So they end up killing all of the adults in this camp. And two girls were kind of out of the area during this first issue and they come back and see that one of them sees their uh, father murdered. And this was one of the guys that was putting together plans for, you know, continued living in this pre-apocalyptic area shelter. So what happens now is that these kids are running this town uh, of shelters. It's like a Lord of the Flies vibe. And this one kid, Lucas, is running the show. And eventually, you you find out what the reasoning is. Uh, possible spoilers. But you find out that this um, Yellowstone is sitting on top of a volcano, but like a massive volcano. And the number of volca- uh, earthquakes has been slowly rising to absurd levels. So uh-huh. eventually, this volcano is going to erupt. And when it does, they have to be underground for three years because once that time is up, then the area will be livable again. So, But they realized these kids had run these numbers where we have too many people, so we need to lessen the ranks and then get underground. And they went and then did it to extremes, evidently. So this this explanation is told to you by the ringleader, so it might not even be the true, true reason. What? Um, but these two girls that were on the run have now kind of hidden in one of these shelters and are waiting and planning to come out and, you know, enact revenge against this group of kids. It's really good. I was, I was surprised. Wow. I was, um, tweeting about it the other night and looking for some cool art, but I ended up reading the whole, the whole trade really recommended. I I dug it. I think there's another issue. Issue six is out. So I think it's on track. So there's only six issues of the series out, but flew under the radar. I'd never heard of it. Really good. That, that does sound really good. Wow. I uh, could find Olympic hero. <laughs> They've been calling you on the internet. Um, you look great. Your beard looks great. Your goatee. I want it to never go away. I want to rub it against my face. Um, Just wait till I get to see you. What did you read, Dale? Listen to me. 
if you have never read anything from the character in this next book before, or you have, and you wanted to know that this next iteration is any good, I'm here to tell you that The Punisher number one mm. is amazing. Mm. Oh, agree. Uh, lightning agree early. Not even a lightning ground. Lightning agree. Nathan Edmondson of uh, Who is Jake Ellis fame. Your boy. Yes, you better believe it. And uh, Gerard's, Mitch Gerard's, or mm-hmm. Gerard's, uh, Frank Castle opens in uh, Mexico. And he is uh, shaking down somebody who looks like uh, the guy who plays Machete. Yeah. And uh, he's one, he wants to know where the drugs are headed. Who is, uh, where's the shipment headed and all that. And it turns out he, it's L.A. So Frank Castle packs it up and heads for Los Angeles to uh, infiltrate. Not infiltrate. He doesn't infiltrate. He, uh, to find the source and where these uh, drugs are going. And it turns out this there's a bad shipment of drugs that are hitting the streets. And it's like toxic and killing people. And it could be real bad stuff. And Frank Castle is going to do what he does best and just blow everything up and kill and murder to uh, avenge and stop. And this book, I was blown away by this book. The art mm. is amazing. Frank Castle has this little diner he goes to and yes. and kind of banters with the, uh, the the short order cook, Lou. I, I, it's just a spectacular opening salvo to a book. Uh, I've, I mean, Hark, I, I didn't catch Rucka Keg or Rucka's Punisher as it was coming out, so I I probably would have subscribed to that monthly, but this this is getting put on my pool list. Oh. Ooh. I was so excited to read uh, a Punisher book and I, I was so excited that I loved it as much as I did. I mean he's fun like he's not cheesy funny when he's killing people, but it's funny. You know, it's not like cheesy. It doesn't feel like a cheesy movie. It's just funny. Like he hand he handcuffs the middleman to uh, who sends and receives receives some of these the shipments, and Frank like handcuffs him inside of a Volvo or something. And he's peed off about it. He's like, this car stinks. Why? Where are you taking me? And he's and uh, he was under the impression that Frank was going to let him go. And then at the end, you know, Frank's like, you insulted my car. I'm not going to let you go or something like. It was it's it's insanely funny i tweeted the fellows uh last night after i read it and i wanted to congratulate them because it was a a, a fantastic job and you guys should read punisher number one i uh i read it and i love this version of the punisher probably because we don't get to see him that often and that's the punisher who has hung it up a little bit. Not that he's hung up his crusade against crime, but he's not in an apartment that's like all cracked walls, no yeah, TV, yeah. staring at a blank wall, thinking about like how empty his life is. He shows a little personality. Uh, even that that little tintillating tidbit we get where, you know, does Lou know he's the Punisher? Because he kind of like acquiesces like this town could really use the Punisher. It's in a bad way. And for a second, Frank's like, huh? I mean, did you connect the dots? But <laughs> it was like, yeah, we can just really use them around yeah. here. 
Uh, and, I mean, that's and Frank is like yeah. uh, kind of like befriends that female cop that must be in the diner too, and uh, I just love you hit you hit the nail on the head. It's he's not brooding and uh, you know recovering from an eye injury and sitting in the wooden building for twenty six issues of uh, Ruckus Punisher, which was fantastic. This is something totally different. He shows a little personality. He shows his face on the streets, and he, he's like befriending these people but also he's still a vigilante it's just amazing yeah i don't think i've ever yeah. read a new punisher book where he's like smiling like almost i i reread yeah. the first page <laughs> in the diner like five times because i was like is this character supposed to be frank castle am i reading this right and i thought it was great and it's so crazy that we loved rucka's punisher run and this is like the polar opposite end of the spectrum but also amazing in that first mm-hmm. issue like whatever it's they're doing for Frank Castle, and maybe you know Nathan Edmondson felt that he needed to kind of do this for Frank to kind of breathe life, and it's the new setting, but it's also a new Frank. I, I'm not too, you know, I'm curious to see why Frank is like this all of a sudden, but only because we know how he was before. I think for new readers who doesn't know anything about Frank Castle, this is just as perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Great stuff. Lightning round. Three sentences or less. Jonesy loves beer. Another book that you may have read this week without power. Please. (laughs) Torok. Torok Dinosaur Hunter. Uh, Dynamite first issue. Greg Pak. Mirko Kolak on art. Uh, If you ever play the N64 game... And are nostalgic for Torok and kind of like dinosaur killing action. It seems like we'll get to this in issue two. I think that's what Jonesy was doing without power. He was essentially hunting for his food out in the yard. <laughs> there was a pack of T-Rexes out there. Very short arms. It was a quick fight. Miss Marvel number one. Wow. One of the best chances at getting new, young comic book readers to read comics. Amazing first issue. Daredevil Dark Knights, issues six through eight. Daredevil Misty Knight. Chasing Crime in Miami. Daredevil Miss Knight chasing each other's tail in Miami. <laughs> Cyberforce. The Brothers Silvestri Image Comics. The launch of Image Comics, exciting and new. The creators have jumped ship to Image, making their own books, just like their heroes, Jack Kirby, and others. What a day to be alive. Jonesy, what's the, what's this book about? <laughs> okay, so, oof. Cyberforce is about mutants and how mutants are treated by society 
Hmm. I said Cyberforce, just to mind you, <laughs> not X-Men. Uh, so this cyber data is this kind of caricature of like 90s conglomerates where they have their hand in everything. And of course they have their hand in private security. So what they do is they farm these mutants and enhance them cybernetically uh, to create shocks. You know, they're like, they're troopers they can send on, you know, clandestine missions throughout the world. And the cyber force is an opposing, maybe government body that um, gets their members by liberating these shocks and adding them to their own roster. And in fact, the first four issues that we read is essentially them fighting cyber data and culling some of their members uh, to, yes, round out their roster, but also gear up uh, for the greater battle. Uh, almost comically, in the Zero issue uh, that we read, they save a pretty important character and they spend five or six pages uh, telling him how great it is now that he's free and then he uh, gets killed quite quickly. And Stryker's like, sorry, bro, we'll continue on your me- in your memory. <laughs> uh, so Cyber Force, the, the first volume... Uh, is just a gearing up issue. is like an old suiting up scene from an 80s action movie. And Stryker and his four cyber are going to rock your guys' worlds. So strap on your vests and hip pockets and get ready to kick A. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That should be the absurd. back of the trade. Oh my <laughs> god, that's that's more of Jonesy's trade quotes right there. Yeah, <laughs> it should be as, read with the same lack of enthusiasm yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Strap as, on your a... hip pockets. <laughs> uh. God, Cyber Force miniseries. Cyber go. Force. Hmm? That's it. Good night, folks. All right, it was a good club. Let's uh, move on to the USA. One of the longest in memory. No, god. here. You want some truth? Go ahead. Go ahead. You want some truth? Believe it or not, we save the best for last, in my opinion. Absolutely agree. Uh, Cyberforce, as pointless as Cyberforce is, because you, James, you nailed it. I've been brewing over this since I read it. Why are Cyberforce? That's that's the head. That goes over the title on the front of the trade. Why are Cyberforce? That's your quote at the end of the book. Just don't, I'd like to know why they exist. They also cyberforce. <laughs> um, that's the main point of contention. Uh, I get that uh, cyber data, I guess, has private security, and they are arch enemies of cyberforce. Uh, the shock troops of cyber data hate cyberforce. Good luck. Good luck figuring out either one's ultimate goal. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Um, I liked. The roster, I liked issue one and how they introduced each team member. Like, it was very cheesy, like a cartoon, but it worked. I mean, especially for somebody who feels probably that each one of these is like a ripoff of existing heroes. You know, it's very hard to come up with a superhero uh, Rip nowadays. Claw, looking up in your direction. Ripclaw, the... Uh, I think his name was Logan. Logan Ripclaw. Indian Wolverine. Yeah, they did. But that, that intro, like, I... I don't know. Like and it's it's sad to say or well, not sad, but this was probably the best out of all the image founding books that we've read, and that's not even really 
sang a whole lot. Like you can go back and listen to the Savage Dragons, the Spawn one. I think especially we really ripped on the writing, but this one yeah. is like we did more than Young Blood. I mean Young Blood too, but oh god, I forgot about Young Blood. Yeah, Wildcats. That was pretty bad. Oof. Painful. This one was Nerves like a tame, this was a tame Wildcats. This was essentially the X Men. You ha- like all those character intros you can read in any 1970s Chris Claremont X Men book. All those goofy ways that they said each other's names. I mean, this was a 1970s X Men comic to a T, but just not as good. I mean, those 1970s X Men were great. Do you think it was crazy when Cyclops totally fell for? Uh, Emma Frost, but they couldn't have a relationship because she's. St- Wait a minute, no. Uh, <laughs> a striker fell for. I don't know Ballista. how they. Yeah, that was. First of all, Striker, who's on Cyberforce, these two businessmen come up to him and propose this undercover job for him, and he's lifting weights with his cybernetic arms. What's and he not, doing? I mean, that's not even. Weights. That's not Why? even the most absurd part of that scene. So he's he's sweating to the oldies, lifting weights on his robot arms, and. They, they, Which guys, robots can't get stronger by working out. They can. Just to let Cy- you know. Cybernetic robots can. You dolt. So, <laughs> dolt. So <laughs> these wouldn't I be a jolt? Huh? These huh? there it is. This is last show, everybody. These yeah. suits suggest to him we need you to go undercover with um, Mother. What's her name? Mother May I? Mother May I? <laughs> uh, who's essentially who looks like Mystique, uh, but an Egyptian Mystique. And we need you to go undercover. Yeah, she looks like the lady that Gambit pays the tithe to. Oh, That's not Belladonna. Like. But he pays it for Belladonna. So No, two, not four. Never mind. So he, there's no thought where he dis, dis, like debates it. He's like, I'm in. In one page. Yeah. He, and not even just one page. It's a splash page of his head saying, I'll do it. I'll do it. And, <laughs> but and not, so for, his, isn't but, he but a not for their reasons. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he a member of Cyberforce? He just willy-nilly decides to leave Cyberforce and go undercover for this militant group or whatever the heck they were. I still don't even have any idea. And he just uh, leaves that, the team. Doesn't tell anybody on the team that he's going undercover. He's gone. He leaves. That's because they live in the 90s where each member, although severely flawed mentally, is also extremely super competent. So, like, you can just leave, and then Ripclaw will find a way to do every mission by himself right. without any fear of failure. So, I mean, there's no consequence to him leaving. And and, and I, th- I think we come back to this, and I feel like I've said it a hundred times, but uh, and I have another f- couple points that I feel like i said a hundred times, but this is, like, this, the plot that, and this isn't really to slight the writing, because this was hot at the time. Oh, yeah. This is writing oh, yeah. where, like, we had our action figures on the steps of our house, and we were, mm-hmm. you know, putting together storylines. Like, this is that storyline. This is the dialogue that we had with our action figures. And that is what was on the page of Cyberforce and all those image books. Do you just picture the image founders who got their first case of uh, action figures in from, like, modeling and research? <laughs> and we're like, well, what the modeling F do we do with these now? We already did the comics. I don't know what, what to do with these action figures. The The other thing that... I feel like I said a hundred times, but and it's so selfish of me. But I reading this, I just get so angry at Mark Silvestri for having left Wolverine or whatever he man. was drawing at the time to do this. His like how, is good, how dare man. you, Mark Silvestri, leave Wolverine? And that's like the most selfish, absurd thing to say. But he, there's so many. They probably made money hand over fist. But man, think of all the time that they he lost drawing. You know what I loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, his art—I mean, his art is really good. Like this is this is the probably the the best written and the best drawn. I mean, I'm not saying tons. It's this is early '90s image launch, no plot that you could discern. Uh, Timmy and Voltage Velocity get kidnapped by mutant thugs. Everybody in town is a mutant. Yeah. Like the one, there, Timmy runs into the street and just happens to get slammed into by a a, a, a van driven by freak mutants that are also <laughs> bad guys. What about the family? Then couldn't a family, uh, a four in a minivan, no, they don't hit exist. Timmy? No, they're dead. Not here. They don't exist. <laughs> Everybody is a mutant here. I didn't understand well, those that that the hostages or the people that kidnapped Timmy and Ballistic. They turned out to be like semi good guys at the end, didn't they? Or like undercover agents, like we were hired by so and so. Couldn't even tell you, Slim. Yeah, everybody here you. is both evil and good at the same That's time. That's life. Jones. You're talking about uh, Splits Krieg and crew. <laughs> <laughs> and I also feel like if this were Volume Three of Cyberforce. Uh, it could have been every member of uh, Wildcats driving that van, <laughs> and boom, blammo, crossover explanation. Yeah. Well, like, Pitt just, showed up. Pitt showed up out of nowhere, and that was like that their was Hulk. And that was like Hulk and showing up in Fantastic Four for these creators right there. Warblade was mentioned, I think, at some point. He had a couple pages of uh, yeah, blood in there, blood bow. I mean, it's, it was cross. It, it was so, crossover universe city over there in Image. It's yeah. so bonkers. Probably at the time. Like, when they were writing this, they thought that this was going to be the biggest S. Like, we're remaking our own universe. It was hot S when Marvel did it, and we're doing it ourselves. This is going to be the biggest thing ever. And looking back on it, like, what? Like, get out of here. You stink. I mean, every yeah, everybody had a fever, man, and everybody was into it. I, but they just didn't have their minds right. They were on Quaaludes, too, just like a couple episodes ago we were talking about. Everybody taking Quaaludes. Quaalude force right now. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And what about Ripclaw? He can't even scratch his face. He can't, no, like, he can't pick no. his nose. His his fingers changed at the last issue. They showed them more yeah, the, into the his last Ripclaws. issue. Luckily, out of I, nowhere, out of nowhere, he can he can make fingers in, from those claws. What's he gonna do when he has to go to the bathroom and like shreds the toilet paper? Thought, That's what I, I was thinking about when he had to touch his. <laughs> You know what I mean? God, in every issue that had like this big rip claw splash page, I just got more annoyed. Like that could have been Wolverine. Could have been another mm-hmm. ten yeah. issues of Wolverine yeah. right there. I said it's a rip claw, and then Buzzkill's making a joke because he's Indian, calling him <laughs> Chief all the time. Yeah, the god that was very insulting. How about the Hulk Impact character? How many Hulk characters are in this book? There's Impact, <clears throat> okay, with the curly hair that I had in elementary <laughs> school. Impact. <laughs> And Heatwave was probably the biggest zero out of the whole bunch. That guy was a zilch. What did he even do? He didn't do it. He, he didn't just contribute. Threw, he threw heat at you. And like his first appearance in the book was probably like the lamest panel I could think of. He's like zipping into the air wearing his you know leather chaps, his yellow fireman chaps. I don't know what the heck he was wearing. Boy, so, I didn't know what was going on in this whole thing. So loosely, for the people who never want to read this, uh, Velocity who is, is a... Uh, a brainwashed teen who they were going to make a shock troop out of against her will. They were going to wipe her mind, create an, a shock troop trooper out of her. She escapes, and Cyberforce rescues her. They just happen to come across her and rescue her. And then the rest of the issues are spent. Cyberdata is trying to get her back, and Cyberforce is trying to protect her. 
But then she gets kidnapped because she gets hit. Her her little friend gets hit by a minivan, and then uh, Splitskrieg slaps her in the face and knocks her out and kidnaps her. Um, basically, if you saw early '90s X Men, where Jubilee gets hunted, yeah, and joins the well, team, this is basically the plot. Absolutely correct. I mean, the first issue could have been any nine X Men series starts where there's a <laughs> mutant on the run, and then the X Men yeah. swoop in and protect her from Sentinels. I mean, this is just. I mean, I, I actually forgot to do it, but I wanted to see when the first episode of the animated series of X Men came out versus this because I mean, it's literally the same plot. I'm unreal. This uh. <laughs> Jonesy's and this speechless. is the best Jonesy's offering. <laughs> and this is the best offering. It's so flawed, and this is the best offering. I'm waiting for, um, who was the defender of the trades that, was it uh, Craig? We did the Savage Dragon trade. He's like, oh, no, it gets better. Give it give it volume two and yeah, three a shot. Yeah, it was Craig in Philly who was like, no, guys, just keep going. I don't think this one went on for that long. It was this four-issue miniseries. Thank And goodness. then it went, maybe went like 30 issues in the full run. How about that zero issue? This, well, actually before that, but the coloring of the series, I don't know if it was the time frame or what, but there's the orange reddish hues in the coloring were mm-hmm. like so distracting in these books. The coloring in the zero issue was like, Whoa, how, how, how far apart were the zero issue in the, in the mini series? Because that was zero like issue, I, didn't I don't even... know if they get the font bigger that says <laughs> Walt Simonson. <laughs> I think they were just trying to cover the entire page. So you would just not read Cyberforce. No, Walt Simonson, I guess, is like uh, one of his books, right? It's supposed to be great. And no, Cyberforce is in there, guys, not like anything pa- Simonson. Page one of that zero issue, this, the big page with the coloring, like, I opened it and I was like, nope, I don't want to mm-hmm. read this at all. Nope. The coloring, inking, I don't know what was going on on page one, but that was not Walt Simonson that I, that everyone knows and loves. It was nope. like a, it was like a, a different dimension. <laughs> Actually, his name was uh, Walther... <laughs> Siemenson, a homeless guy they found by the offices. Yeah, this was a homeless Wally Indian Simonson. guy. I don't know some who Indian. it was. <laughs> some Indian, some chief, as they would some say chief, in, in chief. Cyberforce. Uh, I actually, I don't have a a ton more to add on Cyberforce. I've four issues. I barely read the zero issue. There's the coloring was. I mean, it was like some of the comics that people make, you know, in their free time today. Where and this the, was like zero issue was like something I made when I was fourteen. And issue three or four was like like who Scott Williams was in there. He, he got oh really? I guess they yeah he he colored issue three or four. I can't remember which one, but they must have asked him. I mean they were just so under pressure. They were like they couldn't clear the money off their desks fast enough to get the issues out, so they had to start bringing in people <laughs> to help them with their issues. Well, this one I think Wetworks was the one that of Image that that Wow C Portacio did. At like one issue came out, and then maybe like a decade later, issue two came out. <laughs> These ones were, I think, were late. I looked on Comic Book DB, and I think there was like two or three months in between each issue. So it was late, but it wasn't like Wildcats late or anything, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Too busy signing checks. Yeah, absolutely. I, would, I wouldn't even care to finish a book if I was making that kind of money. So that's Cyberforce issue one. I mean, I, I, mean, I think we're all, we set our piece. It was yeah. good. It was the best of our image launch title. Best episodes. of the worst. <laughs> I actually kind of want to listen back to the Wildcats and Spawn book clubs. I think we pretty much have... Vis- I mean, I loved... I remember loving Spawn and trying to defend it, but even on reread, I couldn't. Yeah, I think on Spawn Spawn and Youngblood, Spawn, we were probably a little more... It made a little more sense, so we were able to rip it apart more. 
I think Youngblood was just insane. Cyberforce, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> we got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna Me and read Dale. them to you. Rest in peace, Mark Farrington, former host of the show. Uh, you're in a better place. Letters at paperkeg.com. You send us a letter, we might read it on the era. Our first letter comes to us from friend of the show, Ren Mike. He does a great podcast about Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Uh, which Dale listens to with the lights dimmed, with like the hot shower on in the background, and a couple candles lit, and just loses himself in it. Hello, gentlemen. I wanted to mention a comic I've been reading, and this is The Damnation of Charlie Wormwood. It's a slice of life about a teacher in a prison with mounting bills and shrinking income. Only four issues so far, but I'm completely enjoying it. Other than that, I love the show, and check out the video on YouTube from time to time. Sadly, I don't have a Jonesy-esque Lincoln financial-size LCD in the living room <laughs> to fully experience the glorious Dale A. Beard uh, signed Mike, Ren Mike, at Ren Mike on Twitter. I do want to correct him. I think that's an LED, right, Jonesy? Because that makes it even LCD, worse. LCD, LED, L in my face, Jonesy, D. Jonesy didn't have time to yeah. wash the money off of that LED screen before the <laughs> recording of the show. He just, uh, he just, whatever the people he paid to go get him a TV <laughs> and come back with, that's what whatever they chose. My TV people. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I the only thing I th- I think about the uh, Char- damnation of Charlie Wormwood is uh, Ben Templesmith either on covers or he's in in uh, on the art too. I think uh, I'll check it out and yeah, check out his podcast, a Skyrim addict podcast for uh, the folks who are still playing Skyrim. It is an escape. Next up is a friend of the show and the king of the letter writers. Hey, fellas, how about that Winter Soldier trailer? Um, so good. So far, the movie is looking like the complete opposite of a steaming pile of poopy trash, man of trash. A couple of eps back, Jonesy said he actually liked Infinity. Really? (laughs) Really? Hulk not landing a single punch in that last fight. Thor going down so easy after the amazing Reckoning incident two issues back. Really? Eat... Eat you, eat you know what, and the rest, Jonesy. I'll help you out there. <laughs> he means know. eat. He means for me to eat s and die because of an opinion I had in a comic book. Eat you know what, and the rest, Jonesy. I loved Wolverine in the X Men forty and Thor eighteen. Damn, D. Jason Aaron really killed it with those issues. Hey Dale, you using a glass right now, or are you being a filthy shawl wearing animal? <laughs> Later, peeps, at uh, DragonFro on the Twitter. <laughs> I wonder if DragonFro is actually a fake account that Slim created to just blast both of us whatever he wants. I do want to mention King. that in- inside King. comment that Dale was relaxing in his basement, drinking uh, whiskey or I don't know what it was, vodka. Rye whiskey. But he was drinking whiskey. it in a paper cup. Like I, some I, kind I of G-damn animal. What are you 
doing over there? I was in the basement, and when I'm in basement time, basement mode, I don't want to go upstairs and possibly, like, if my wife hears me up there, she might need <laughs> me to come in, and she might need to talk to me for 10 minutes, and <laughs> I I was downstairs. I needed to stay downstairs. There was a pile of plastic cups on the counter right over there by the rye whiskey, so I took the chance, the and no, the whiskey did not eat through the cup, so I was safe. It's like eating, it's like me eating fried chicken out of a used diaper. That's what the equivalent <laughs> oh, is of that. God. I mean, come on, have some self-respect. Great. I can't wait for the follow-up letter from Dragon Fro. What, did uh, did Tapped have a setting where you could notate that you drank it out of a paper cup? Tapped? Okay. Let's Untapped, troll. you troll. troll. Nasty troll. Did you get a badge for that? So wait, I didn't get so, a picture of your face. So you liked uh, Infinity, Jonesy Loves Beer. I, I'm, I missed that comment on a previous episode. Yeah, I, uh, it ended, um, and a lot of people didn't like the ending. It ended. But I thought the journey was uh, pretty good, and I love that Thor reckoning issue. Um, I liked a lot of things about it, so that means I like the series. Uh, I'm sorry that I must now eat my own S and die. <laughs> On the defensive, um, right away. Get right. in there. Dragon, Dragon Fro, if you could, just send me a pre-written list of things I'm allowed to like and not oh, like. Oh, here we go. Here and we I'll go. just Here we go, that. guys. Here we go. <laughs> I had I was I was mulling to think of a perfect self-deprecating pansy comment On, that I could wow. make. Wow. Pansy. I'm not sure we can say that on the it, show. Well, I'm calling myself a pansy, not dragon fro. I'm starting to wind up the fire alarm. He is. He's stoking those internal <laughs> troll fires right now. Uh, let me get some more lozenges in here, folks. <clears throat> what a show. Thanks for the letters, uh, gentlemen. Do we have a book club picked yet? Oh, wait. We kind of did. You had suggested we, one, didn't you, Dale? Another yeah. You suggested it. No, uh, Dale did. I mean, mean, we're all friends. I've already I know what it is. I already it. remembered it. I remembered what, it, what it, Dale had suggested right now in my head. And three short days from now, knock on wood, uh, we're going to be checking out uh, Greg Rucka's Lazarus, Volume 1. Another image Rucka. gem. First Rucka appearance since Rucka Keg. Yeah, man. I might, I might try to get him on the show. Yeah, get him on. Can we just come on for the fireside, though? Not the book club. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We're not animals. Filthy animals shawl. I don't have a shawl on either. I'm freezing, actually. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. If you have a free minute, shoot us a review on iTunes. It helps spread the word about the show, or just tell a friend. Tell an enemy. We have enough enemies that listen to the show every week. Some of them host. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. <laughs>
Soaky 2014, Dale <laughs> underscore A on the case. You, I am your metal source. If you need an update on metals for the next What's the metal weeks, status right now? Can you get us uh, an update, please? I will get it for you right now. Please. How many U.S. metals? That's what I want to know. I'm going to get it for you right now. Uh, thanks. I did uh, happen to catch when the power came back on. I guess the girls' figure skating, where the Russian wonder took the gold, and oh, that fifteen Putin <laughs> was watching on that fifteen-year-old. She, yeah. she's a, she's amazing. The, uh, the last thing where she, she did a like a vertical split. Yeah, and she's and like, like holding her, her leg, leg behind up. her back, Good and grief. I think they clocked her at six hundred forty miles per hour on that spin. We're just amazing. Uh, we're at. Listen here, folks. Uh, United States. Five total medals, two gold, three bronze. Canada is in the lead. Three oh. gold, three silver, one bronze. As of right now, I mean, the games are pro- there's probably events going on right now, but, uh, you know, the uh, there's a lot of qualifying right now and stuff like that, so they're getting some events out of the way. Um, when the uh, sassy girl from this great nation of the United States figure skated to Pink Floyd Shine on Your Crazy Diamond, I almost geysered out of my pants <laughs> like Old Faithful. Uh, it was something else. I mean, I, I just lost myself in the moment, the moment, I, I own it. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I actually updated that NBC app. Um, not only was it updated for iOS 7, but that got a lot of Olympic, you know, shenanigans happening in that app. You could switch to, like, events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Big update for that app. I was impressed. Oh, yeah. the um, It's a little wonky at times when you're streaming the live events, and it's uh, I think it's really cool because a lot... The events have at least have a camera on them. If not, uh, they some of them are happening at the same time as other ones, so there might not be uh, announcers, so you're just watching... You're just watching curling without any announcements, you know, somebody mm-hmm. That's how I prefer it. Um, it's amazing, though. I mean, anybody who has an iPad or iPhone or, or the time, just stick it on your desk in the background while you're, uh, while you're working. <sighs> amazing. Amazing. Hmm. Two weeks. Two weeks. For the next two weeks. Uh, yeah, I can't wait until hockey starts in two days. Then I'll be firing that app up. You, uh, you, you're, are you... Uh, favoring a country? Do you uh, do you want the U.S. Um, of A? In, in general, I, I uh, root for my home country, United you just, States. You just want to see everybody play, though. You th- that's now I would love to see us win a gold against yeah, Canada. Sure. That the Canadians broke our hearts last Winter Olympics. I'm not sure if you're up to date on that. No, I didn't know. We staged a uh, heartwarming comeback, and then we lost in overtime. We we tied it with like maybe three seconds left. In the uh, gold medal game, and we lost in overtime thanks to Sidney Crosby. Jesus. Christmas H. Oh, God. I don't know how our team's looking this year. I don't think it's as good uh, compared to the others. Canada's pretty stacked. Eat, crawls, and die, as uh, the saying goes. (laughs) When do you get in Halo? Let's talk about that. Oh, Post Olympics? Maybe post Olympics, we can get into some Halo 4 action, some multiplayer. Hmm? Hmm? 
I did just get paid on Friday, so but I'll oh, get yeah. it now. Before you know, they're they're redoing Halo Two for Xbox One. You heard about this? You seen this? I heard that on. I heard some scuttlebutt about that. Halo Two was the game that turned me into a Halo addict. They're really hoping that it's not just uh, so. Whatever they did for the Halo uh, revamp, they're hoping that they put a little more effort into the multiplayer of Halo Two. If, if that multiplayer of Halo 2, oh my, lockout, one of the because, greatest maps of all time. Because something um, something happened with the original Halo where the multiplayer was kind of overlooked and you ended up playing Halo Reach multiplayer, but it was like with either skins or maps from Halo what? 1. So they, they're saying if they redo the multiplayer of Halo 2 from the ground up, that it would be like the greatest thing ever. And it's looking pretty strong. It might happen because you know speculators say Halo Five is not going to be out until 2015. So they Good really God. need a Halo game. I mean, Halo Two multiplayer was fantastic. I played. Oh man, nights. You know, 24 hour a day nights playing with my Cleveland buddies. But that that was some of the most fun I've ever had on a gaming system. We'll see. Maybe by that time, by the time that comes out, maybe they'll have a discless three uh, Xbox One that I can throw some cash at. I will help you uh, any way I can. Thank you. Appreciate that. She's Both listening at all times. She's listening. <laughs> over, right. over, right. out. Red team. <clears throat> Roger, I mean, over. Anyway, the presidents and the politics of it. <laughs> <laughs> How about that Miss Marvel number one? I liked it. Read that? I, I do, f- uh, you know, there's the speculator in me that feels like it's a PR stunt, kind of. But even though it felt a little PR stunty, I liked the personality of Kamala. And uh, I'd like. I'm interested Khan. to see where it goes. There's like a part that of me that also that that thinks it's not for us anyway. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't it's super. For, it's, I think it's for people that don't go into comic shops. You know, maybe it'll mm-hmm. get them to go in. The art was fantastic, though. I really like that mm-hmm. art and the coloring on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's. It it might be cool if they play if they play it right. I like her attitude and you know how she's like sort of one against many. Mm-hmm. Jones, your her, thoughts? With her f- belief, I unfortunately I didn't read it. Uh, I know wow, it did get a, a ton women. of internet buzz. Did you read any of that Deadpool uh, guided view book yet? No, I haven't read it's any good. of it. It's good. I read the new Wolverine. I don't know. The relaunch? I don't know. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> X Factor number two. Did you happen? To, have you read X Factor? No, I read the first one, but I don't, I don't know, know if I'm going to continue. Yeah, I, I want to, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Batman sixty six. I read. Uh, Shelter. Yeah, give Shelter a shot. Be interested to hear your thoughts. On that, John, did you ever read Copernicus Jones? I did. I loved it. Yeah, I talked about it last episode. I you really, did? really dug it. Oh, yep. that's right, you did. Yeah, I I thought that was a gem. Very refreshing. Don't you know? You don't come across a comic like that, but once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, I I I need to be. 
I need to be wowed with whatever comes next in Captain America because the groundwork they've been laying with this nail character just hasn't really been wowing me. Hasn't nailed it so for I'm, you? So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that whatever the main main story is with it, it uh, really captures my I think mind bubble. Is that what the the next oh, guy yeah, is? Doctor Mind right. Bubble. He's the next character that's well, maybe taken over. Yeah. Needs more brooding, Cap. That's what it needs in my book. I need male brooding, emotional mm-hmm. redemption. Remender. All over my face. Hand in hand. I need to the end. Just Excellent. got my uh, Fear Agent hardcover returned to me at work. You Ooh. lent Sit it out. Desk. I did. You're a yeah, trusting man. Why would you do that? You're a very trusting man. People put that sh- probably in their, uh, in their <laughs> courier bags. It probably picks up whatever's at the bottom of the bag. No. Uh, no, I thought you were going to say in their lap in the bathroom or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even think about that. <laughs> blushing. No, nah, it, it still just reiterates how absurd those books are for reading. Like, they're just yeah. unreadable you just, don't at that them. size. Yeah. You, you'd, you'd probably damage your back. Maybe that's how I damaged my back. I, I picked it up one day and tried to read mm. it. Yeah, no. Not worth it. Keep that safe and sound on a bookshelf. What a show. That was pretty good. I was uh, once again worried about the book club, but we uh, we pulled through. I, I was worried about you. I mean, you were cold as ice at the beginning of this episode. You were. Well, you were I, well, I don't know what cold you're Cold as about. iced Worthers. Just if you could just edit out all my alleged racism. <laughs> <laughs>